Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to Season 3 of The Logos Uncovered. I'm Doug Brown, joined by Andrew Whitman. What's going on, man? Dude, Season 3 already? Season 3 already. So time flies when I'm having fun, man, and I'll tell you what, we always have fun, we don't we? always have fun. It just keeps getting better. Hope everybody out there is doing well, and thank you for joining us. We um, kind of rolled right along through the last season with creation and the early days of man and kind of wrapped up with Adam, I'm sorry, Adam, Abraham, and... Um, you know, you and I were talking like, oh, what do we, where do we go next? And like, next logical places. Well, let's. We looked at this guy Abraham and how he was the first guy that really had a relationship. You know, if you will, peer to peer relationship with God. The whole covenant ritual thing and, right. and all the other little things that went along with that. Um, and it really set the tone for what what God was looking for, and just shows like what he could get done when he had a guy to. Like, when he had a guy. And when he had a guy. I got a guy. Yeah, I got he probably a guy. got a guy. <laughs> So, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, you and I were talking that, you know, that uh, there's a lot out there in Christianity where they tell us, like, you know, what we should be doing, mm-hmm. but not, and uh, my words are not how to do it or when to do it. And you said. And even why. Right. So I think we want to get really practical yeah. with a relationship. Because right. we that bandy, like, my walk with the Lord. Right. Yeah. What's that mean, man? I know. So I was like, I was like, he's like, this, the theme for this season will be walking with the Lord. And we'll put that like in italics or yeah. parentheses or walking quotes or Lord. whatever. No, yeah. I, I but, love it, man. I just, you know. But like, let's talk about what that really is, what it means. And like you said, let's get practical. Oh, you know, I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm all about the nuts and bolts. Man. Yeah. I, I really, it's funny because, you know, I have a PhD, which is a doctorate in philosophy. The last thing that I even care about is philosophy. Right. Yeah. I want to know it works. How do I get my bills paid? How do I have good relationships? How do I stay healthy? How do I enjoy life? Right? I want to know how, how, yeah. how, how. Right. Well, here we are. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so uh, that whole walk with the Lord thing. Can we start here? I mean, I would a, you love know, to start. Let's start there. You know, I'm yeah. an Old Testament guy. It seems like it's like. What people are you going to like look an example or we're going to like define what that is or maybe well, some Well, it of starts both. off with this. Uh, Amos is, so I'm going to go to Amos and I'm <laughs> like, Amos, what in the world? I wouldn't know like, where to find that I unless know, I'm cheating right? on Esword. Right. And so it's, <laughs> it's, he's a, a minor prophet, right? I can't even tell you the last time I was even in the book of Amos. It's so, right? So, but anyway, uh, in Amos 3 3, he asked this question. Can two walk together except they be agreed? That's a good question. I mean, just looking at it like physically. Yeah. If you're going to walk with somebody, you have to agree on the pace and the direction. Yeah. Where are you going? So right? when I was doing corporate, right, when I was doing stuff with Dutch Coleman and we would be like, Dutch and I, we can only go together. We can walk the path all the way to the airport because Dutch is going back to Pennsylvania and I'm going back to South Carolina because he right. lived up in state. Now he lives up in Wisconsin. But we, when we stop agreeing on the destination, the only fir- the path that we could travel took us to the airport. Mm. And then when my gate was at a different date than his gate, that's the end. We can't walk the beginning. We're not agreed anymore. Right. Not that we're mad at each no, other. No, you're just not going to the same place. Correct. See what I'm saying? This is, yeah. this is you get practical when you're walking with the Lord. It's not that he's mad at you. But if he's going in, you're going in a different direction than he's going. Let's say, right? If you're going in a different direction, mm-hmm. how far can you walk with God? Only to the point that you're not agreeing with him anymore. Right. That's good. Yeah, that's uh. Like if you and I, like, so you went down to the beach. Mm-hmm. I didn't. 
were we could we walk together? Nope. No, we and then we're not mad at each other. We should love each other. We love yeah. hanging out with each other, right? So this is a, so you could bump in and out. Now we're back together again because we're agreed. Our time came together. We're agreed on this time being in the studio together, and now we're walking together. Again. Right. And then when this is over. Yeah. You're going to go back to your wife and kids. I'm going to go back to my wife and kids. I'll probably hit a few golf balls along the way. Probably, I'm sure you will. <laughs> the swing's feeling good, man. I'm telling you, I've been working on it. That's so good. Yeah. No, but I think like what we want to get to is, and you've used this in your corporate is is the the process of like the golf swing of thinking, where you don't when you're swinging a golf club, whether you're shooting an arrow, you can't you don't think about the steps. It just becomes natural. It becomes second nature. How do we get to the point where this is where we're walking with God is just kind of what we do. It's just natural what we want. And what we, we get want so good at it that we can actually chew gum at the same yeah. time. Yeah. No, right. And so it, it, there's just so much. Um, f- I want to say fluff, but that's what it is. There is. It's it's you know you should be doing this. You'd be doing well, that. Or, and how know. much that comes from people that have never really taken the time to vet their true beliefs and really understands. So they just repeat what they were told and they repeat what they were told. Right. And it's just no passed on garbage from one generation to the next. Of so-called enlightened teachers. Bless their hearts. Mm. All right. So now let's just assume, I'm going to assume that um, you're born again. If you're listening, if you're you're not listening to this, you probably will get born again by the end of it or listen to some of the other ones. You will, because as soon as you believe, that's what Jesus said. When you believe you get born again, God's spirit mixes with your spirit. Right. Okay. Yeah. There's no like secret, prayer you have no to, you don't even just, have to say a prayer you just have to believe that as soon as you believe that what believe jesus did jesus. Uh, hey yeah. man he's he took my sin for me he sacrificed himself for me so i don't have to go through punishment i don't mm-hmm. have to go, if you believe that and so i want to look at that just this one verse real quick sure. in hebrews 10 and verse 14 and um hebrews 10 and verse 14 i'm going to read it out of the amplified i just like I got three versions here stacked up on the You desk. do. He literally has three Bibles. This is really cool. This is great. Yeah. Because, because each one has a different nuance. That right. I, right. You're so, going to get the most comprehensive right. view of this story you possibly could. Right. So in, in Hebrews 10, it says, For by one offering he has perfected forever and completely cleansed those who are being sanctified, bringing each believer to spiritual completion and maturity. Mm. So one offering, he perfected you once and forever completely. One offering. As opposed to the the previous way of doing it was... Yeah, different animal. Remember we talked about that last week. Every single thing you Remember if you went to the bathroom and didn't wash your hands and I have to take a sheet, right? This is one time. So if you get born again, here's what you got to know, that you are cleansed completely once and forever. Now, we're going to get into this. And this is where your walk happens, and this is where you have to agree with him, is that there are seven needs for every human being. There's only seven needs. Whether you call them Mav's law, Mav, you know, corporate, we call it Maslow's, whatever, and then yeah. there's this, that, and then. Uh, but in the Bible, the seven needs, remember, what are the seven parts of peace? Right. Yeah. Safety. Safety. Physical health. Physical health. Mental health. Mental health. Emotional health. Emotional health. Social health. Social health. Financial health. Financial health. And? I always miss the last one. Spiritual health. There you go. Now, when you get born again, your spiritual health is taken care of. So, by spiritual health, what exactly do you mean by that? What I just said. You're perfect. You have an understanding that you are made whole. 
you did that's the word saved the word when you say someone got saved that's literally the word made whole and in fact most of the times in the new testament it was called made whole right whenever jesus right the remember the uh, woman with the issue of blood touched mm-hmm. the hem of his garment she yeah. was sozo saved made right. whole right that was the translation made whole so saved and salvation is this seven part package okay i'm really glad you brought that up because there's a not to get off on a tangent yeah no it's all good there is a I think a, a misunderstanding or maybe just a lack of clarity on the the difference between born again and saved. Right. And, and we've gotten this question from folks before. Yes, we have. Um, it's going to come up again. It They seem to be used interchangeably. But they're not. But there is a distinct difference. We have big and, time. And um, I'm going to let you take it from there. So. Yeah, so look— when you get when you believe on Jesus, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his mm-hmm. only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him should have eternal life, you get born again. Remember, that's that chapter where Jesus said you got to be born of the spirit, born of the flesh, and then Nicodemus is like, oh, can I go in my mom's womb a second time? Right. And he's like, How do you not know this? <laughs> he's like, you're born and, of the flesh. And with that's repl- with that life that spiritual life is coming back to life because of, of Adam's sin in the garden. We talked about that. At right. When he Ozium. died spiritually now. So we were a three-part being, went to a two-part being. From there on, every human that was right. born was, well, I, I guess, becomes a two-part or being, right? right? Yeah. They are, they're born. We're, when we're born, we have a body, we have a mind, which is our soul, mind, will, emotions. Right. The third part of spirit Um Basically, it was what's the term? Is it the age of accountability? Yeah, that's what that's what that's the technical term, right? The age of well, when you know when you know what you're doing is wrong, (laughs) right? Right. So, because some people mentally, uh, they don't have the capacity. They could be 50 years old, but don't know right from wrong. Sure. If they don't, right, and and you can see this in like court cases. They're like, he did something. Yes, it was wrong, but he didn't know or she didn't know it was wrong. No comprehension of that. Right. So it's never held to their account because God's a just God. Right. The second that you know right from wrong, you have the mental capacity. That's why like babies all die. If they die, they go to heaven. Mm -hmm. I just remember when when David, right, Solomon's older brother, right, who died after like eight days or yes, day eight, whatever, right. It was right. So and he said, well, I can't. He can't come to me, but I'm going to him. Mm-hmm. So the baby's going to, you know, mm-hmm. to heaven, if you mm-hmm. will. Okay, so when your spirit dies, when you believe on Jesus, now you're a three-part being again. Right. Your spirit, remember, he was joined to the Lord as one spirit. So now you're born again, which is one-seventh of salvation, mm. the package of salvation. Okay. Spiritual health is now taken care of. And this is what it says in Colossians 1 and verse 21. Let's start in 22. We'll go to 22. Christ has now reconciled you to God in his physical body through his death in order to present you to the Father holy and blameless and beyond reproach. This is the grace message. You're perfect in his eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. You have spiritual health. This is the problem with Christianity being a philosophy. They left off the other two parts of body and soul. Mm-hmm. In Romans 12, you want to look at that? Yeah, let's Should look we at look? Yeah. You're not even, you're like, I'm just listening. I, I, okay, you? fine. I'll get out the e-sword. Uh, I'm not going to be able to keep uh, up. Uh, you're, no, get out the e-sword. I like it. <laughs> uh, All right, so in Romans 12, so I want to read this out of the, that was the Amplified. I'm going to read it out of the King James. Romans 12, I also have God's Word translation in front of me, 
So I'm, I'm flipping through all this. So Romans and, 12 and, and verse And one. the Dead Sea Scrolls. And the Dead Sea Scrolls. <laughs> it's just a joke. I Calm beseech down. you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, your body is your problem. Your body, see, now, when you get saved, and I'll talk about this in a minute, but part of the package of salvation is healing. By Jesus' stripes, you're healed. That it's, I'm the God that healeth thee. Part of the redemptive work of Jesus is physical healing. Most of us stop after the spiritual healing. We're unblameable, unremovable, but now it's your to get your body a living sacrifice. Well, that makes sense. I mean, think about this, right? Like, that that spiritual death in the garden, the result mm-hmm. of that was disease. From disease right. comes all these things that were, the you know, bodies are corrupted. Right. And it's like, okay, of course his work would be to reverse that. Correct. And that's what that the whole thing is. Remember, yeah, reverse a, the curse. We talked right. about that. A blessings to Abraham, plus he reverses the curse. But remember, if you're under the works of the law. You're under the curse of the you're law. You're under the curse because you can't do, and whoever doesn't keep all the works of yeah. the law, right? So. This is what why Christianity is such a deadly, dangerous philosophy, because they tell you, you you get born again, you believe on Jesus, but then they put you under the works of the law, tell you to do the Ten Commandments, do the good checklist, right? Go to church every week, volunteer, write your tithe check, and do, skip the bad checklist. Don't cuss, drink, smoke, or chew, or go out with those that do. And they're putting you under the works of the law. And now, here's the part about being a body as a living sacrifice. Here's what... I accepted healing and I walk in healing, mm-hmm. but there's certain things I, I can't pray that God would make me lose weight. Why is that? Because he says, it's your body. You presented a living sacrifice. The sacrifice is I don't eat cakes, pies, and ice cream. Mm. Praying that I lose weight, God's not going to do it for you. Stop putting Twinkies, cakes. This is practical. So you're saying empty words and wishes don't come true? No. That's good to know. I really, really, right. seriously. That's like, why people go, well, like, well, sometimes when you pray, it's yes, and sometimes it's no, and sometimes it's wait. That's not what it's. Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he's going to do it. And then in John, it says, whatever you ask, he'll give it to you. And the reason that you ask and you don't get is because you ask amiss. You don't ask in accordance or agreement. Remember, two can't walk together mm-hmm. except they agree. agree. You're not agreeing with his will. And if you don't know what his will is, and in the salvation package, the redemptive work of Jesus, his will is that you would have spiritual health, physical health, mental health, emotional health, social health, harmonious relationships, financial health, and safety. Going back to season one, that sounds like um, perfect peace, nothing missing, nothing broken. Correct. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. That's the package of salvation. Remember, and so born again is one seventh. I've never said You're just getting started. Really, right. you really haven't. I mean, it's I've known you for entrance. fifteen years or something like that, and, and I haven't explained it like that. But yeah. now, but you know, everything that I've said fits with that. It right? totally does. Yeah, because we've talked about the seven parts of health and everything. But I just wanted to hone in because you yeah. asked such a direct question that it's one seventh of the salvation package. Right now, does it make sense like that? It totally makes right. sense. So you could be born again and not saved because saved is physically rescued. Right. Or what you're saying is you could be born again and enjoy 
one piece of that experience, but or not different pieces or different pieces. You could of it. like so you might have emotional health. You could be a, or have great relationships. But if your goal and if you're if you're happy with just being oh I'm I'm born again. I got my ticket to heaven, and yeah. you do fire, nothing else. Fire insurance, right? Yeah, you don't have to worry about the house burning and down like in, in hell. Remember yeah. Lot with Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. He had his fire, ins- literally his fire and brimstone right. insurance. He's protected from all that stuff, but he lost everything. But his life is going to be a disaster. disaster. Right. Right. Are you following this? Yeah. So it's almost like it's kind of the entrance into the kingdom, in a sense, right? Like, it is. This is that's like your. The, that's the when you go into Disney and they check your bag. Front gate. Right, and then you're like, "Oh, this is so great!" Yeah, right? and then you didn't go anywhere past. And that. you sit there and you look at all the cool rides. Right, but you didn't Star go past Wars the front gate. Right, the, you didn't yeah. leave the front gate though. You're still right there. You're just sitting there. Yeah, yeah. That's what people do when they get born again, but not, you know, activate, mm-hmm. agree with. Mm-hmm. And I said this in the Power of the Prince. You, right, I had a mentor that told me this one time. It's just like, right, you don't have to uh, talk God into anything He thought up. Just agree with it. Right, two people can't walk together except they agree. If He He's provided healing for you, this is the problem: is we don't teach any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. We teach salvation as being born again and wrap it together and leave off the other six parts. Right. That's why we don't have any power. It's like, wait, there's six parts. I thought yeah. it was just I get to go to heaven. And right. There's seven whatever parts. Whatever happens you got here one. is God's will. Whatever doesn't happen is God's will. And yeah, don't got, vote for Democrats. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or don't vote for Republicans. Because <laughs> I have friends that are born again. That, uh, listen, I'm not saying either of them are wrong. However, what I want to do is agree with God. Right. Because he's not either one, and that's really just a, distra- a giant distraction. Right. He ain't, I know this is going to like make people mad, but God ain't even American. Right. And I said, Les, God's not even Christian. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> he's the God of the of the Christians, yes. but he's not a Christian. Yeah. He can't be a Christian because Christian means little Christ. Right. Look it up. It literally yeah. means little anointed one. Yes. Little Messiah. Right. Little Messiah. Esor.net. Esor.net. So, okay. So this is. This is where the problem comes in. Now, if you were, remember I said now, I believe that if you're on here and you've heard all this, you probably are born again. If you haven't, just believe on Jesus, you'll get born again right now. We don't have to say some special prayer. If you just be like, you know what? That it's awesome that Jesus paid the price for my sin and my sickness and my mental dis-ease and my emotional roller coaster and my messed up social relationships and my poverty. I don't, I can't pay my bills and I feel I'm in fear. I don't feel like I'm safe. Yeah. That's the package. You, and you've been a believer since the time you were five, six years old. Yeah. Six years old. Yeah. But what you just said, every time you say that, what, what sort of feeling do you get? Oh, you know, I'm all jacked. I mean, it does. Like, it's like, yeah, you get like a shot of espresso. Like just every time you say that, it's almost like that's like a sign of, of being in, of, Believers, is that that should excite? It should be exc- it's yeah. good news, right? Life, man. It's yeah, life. It's on the inside of you, and that's the part of you know you're born again. Yeah. If on the inside like, of you, it goes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good. Right. Yeah. Even if your mind says, nah, I don't know if that healing stuff is for me, but on the inside, you want to believe it. You want to believe it. Yeah. Remember, there was that guy that he brought uh, uh, his son, the epileptic, to the disciples, and they couldn't get him healed. When right. Jesus was up on the Mount of Transfiguration, they came down. And he said, I couldn't get him healed. He says. You know, and God said, or Jesus said, you know, with God, all things are possible, you know. And he said, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. Right. Right? So this is what we're trying to, right? Right. So, you know, like, I believe it. I want to believe it. But if you have some doubt in your mind, you come to the right place. Right. The logo's so, if, if something's in the way. We'll you help know, you. We'll help try to, you know, clear the path. And, and Yeah, and, because if you want, all you have to do, remember in the Pirates of Caribbean, I think it was the second or third one, the two guys are in the boat, the guy with the wooden eye, and he's, he's reading the Bible, but it's upside down. Like, you don't even read. He said, it's the Bible. You get credit for trying. Yeah. Yes. 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 So if you just even want to believe this, you're born again. 
That's good to know. Yeah. That's good stuff. I mean, he got up there. Easy. He's jumping up and down on one leg, barking like a dog, playing Twister, doing yoga moves. Whatever he can do to get you into the kingdom, into the family. Into the family. He's going yeah. to do it. That's his desire. He wants nothing but the best for you. You're his kid. Now, this is practical for walking with God. Right. Because if you don't start there and know that he loves you so much that he sent his only begotten son, we're all adopted, mm-hmm. but his only begotten son, not only just to the cross, right? He took those stripes on his back, 39 stripes, because at 40, they figured you would be legally dead. So they whipped him with 39, ripped all that stuff. Then he went to the cross. Oh, well, they plucked his beard, put the crown of thorns on his head, jammed that in. Then he goes across, they nail him, nail the hands, nail the feet. He's up there. Then they put the spear in the side. Then he goes into hell, Psalm 22. You can see what happened down there. And he whips all the devils of hell. First, they're on him. They're like all jumped on him. Yeah. They're eating him. They're like biting him. And it's like he can't get them off him. Then For like a couple of days. Yeah. It was like two, two and a half I mean, days or whatever. Talk about on the third a day, long right? couple of days. Right. That's a long couple of days. And you think, oh, that's not long. Really, try doing a wall sit for... 60 seconds at wrestling <laughs> practice. You tell me how long a minute is. Yeah, it's like an eternity. Right. So, so but he beats that and he comes up yeah. and then he comes back from the dead. Right. He raises up and then th- this is all that. God let his only begotten son do all that. And then Jesus did all that. Why would you think that he's making you sick or he's not yeah. helping you pay your bills or that you're having bad relationships? Not you know? only that, but because of that sacrifice that was made once one time, one time and for all people for all eternity right. when he looks at you and me and everybody who's listening everybody in the world he doesn't see our mistakes Correct. he doesn't see our screw ups he doesn't see our what you just said not even the the believers not just believers everybody, unbeli- right, everybody. every single he, human like when we the problem we have as humans one of the problems is we um we tend not to accept ourselves <laughs> right, <laughs> right? Yeah. we look in the mirror and we why see why is that because adam ate the fruit salad right that's at the beginning of that was it the all end goes of, back to right. that exactly. but you look in the mirror and it's easy to see your faults your mistakes your screw-ups he doesn't see that no no, no you mentioned earlier that's kind of where the grace message gets a little off because they kind of stop there right like yes you are made perfect you are made whole um that's the way he views us. Right. And then first John two, we've talked about this before about remember he's the defense attorney. Yeah. And in verse three, and we read out of the God's words version, it says, He is the payment for our sins and not for our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. Right. Backing up what you so listen, get over yourself. Yeah. And remember yeah. what's sin? Settling for settling less. for less. You're missing the mark. It's not yeah. that you cuss, drink, smoke, or chew. It could be, but that's not what it is. Yeah. It's settling for less than God's perfect will, settling for less for his best. And his best is that you would have spiritual health, physical health, mm-hmm. mental health, emotional the health. The whole package. The whole package. The way not we were one, designed. Right. Not one-seventh of the right. package. Now, right. when we're walking with God, so that's the first thing is you got to get on board with those seven things that that's what God wants for you. and Or you're going to be like Doug and I when he went to the beach and I stayed home. We're not going to be together. And I got a text from you. We texted back and forth, but that's it. That's not like a real relationship. That's not not enough. That's enough to hold us over for the weekend. (laughs) But see, the problem is a lot of us, well, you don't believe those things. What happens is you build a barrier, a wall up with your father and your big brother, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit from having that communication. In the longer you stay away. The easier it is to just keep it Like if we would have, we would have like moved to Charleston. Yeah. And like, you know, we trade text messages a little bit and then maybe it was like, 
couple a day, then it was like one a day, then it was like maybe one a week, and yeah. then it was like once a month, and right. it was. And pretty soon, suddenly I there's might no see relationship. You, right, I would see you maybe once a year, and then like once every five yeah. years or whatever. When we happen to be in town, maybe, and a lot of times they're like, I have so much stuff going on in town that I wouldn't even come see you, or you wouldn't yeah. come see me because we have other things that we have. Right, to do. right, it's exactly. But that's how easy it can that that can happen, and and so anyway, up back to yeah. So and so here's how that happens. Now let's say that um, I told you. Uh, We'll meet for coffee. Mm. And then I didn't show up. I just didn't even call you. I just didn't show up. Mm. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, like, what the dude, heck? What's up? You're going to call me and then I'll take your call. What happens? And then, then but that puts a barrier between us. Yeah, I would lose trust. Complete because yeah. I just didn't do what I would say I was going to do. Right. God, and listen, God never will not do what he said he'll do. And I'll show you in the scriptures that he said he would do all these things. Heal, mental, spiritual, the whole package. All right. Right. But we don't do, on our end, we have to do what we say we will do. If we say I believe on Jesus and that what he did is enough, then you got to take the package. Mm-hmm. Stop taking a seventh of the package. Take the package. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, if I gave you a birthday present and you opened it up and you cut one seventh of it off and then gave me the rest of it back or you just left it there on the table. Yeah. You'd be insulted if you were the giver of that gift. Yeah. Like me not showing up for coffee. Right. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Why would you even do that? Like if I gave you a Ferrari, that'd be nice of me. Yeah. And you just took one wheel off of it and left the rest of it in the garage and you walked around with that Pirelli tire. What do I think of that? I'm like, what's wrong with this idiot? Right? Are you, are you, are you tracking <laughs> like, with this? I can't make it dude. any more practical than this. Yeah. Are you following this? Well, I'm with you. All right. Now, then, how would you know? And I'll say this: like, I, I'm not. Um, I I I'll put myself in that shoe sometimes. Like, I totally do that. Yeah. Really? I oh yeah oh there's times I'll yeah. Yeah, just being totally transparent. I think all of us have. Right. And it's like, the, it's easy to look, look at now, but it's like. All have sinned and come if, short. All of us if, have settled for less. If so. you're listening to this right now, I guarantee you, one of those images is popping in your head of you're like. When you did that. When you're just like, what? <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Right. No, that's what, <laughs> every like, human. That's the whole right, point. That's totally. the point. Yeah. Get over yourself. Right. All of us have done it. Shake it off. Learn and, from it. Right. And get back in the game. Yeah. So, and here's what First John 3, right, and verse. Uh, 21, or I was starting verse 20. I'm reading out of God's word verse. Whenever our conscience condemns us, we will be reassured that God is greater than our conscience and knows everything. So there you go. Look, if you're con- if you feel guilty because you did that one time or whatever it is, yeah. just go to God and he'll like he can override it. Because remember, one time, once for all, forever, you're the, the sacrifice was made and you're unblameable, unremovable, unreprovable. You're without fault. Without guilt from him, there's a guilt. Who's on? Who's on? And is it on? Who's the condemnation it, on? It's on. It's on. It's ours. on our end. Yeah. There's no condemnation for the in Christ Jesus. So it's your. If there's any guilt, it didn't yeah. come from God. Right. So if if you do have any guilt, or it says in the King James, your heart condemns you. Hey, you know what? Just shake it off and go to God because it says He can fix it. Now, to verse twenty-one, dear friends, if our heart or our conscience doesn't condemn us, we can go boldly look to God and receive from Him anything that we ask. Back to that same stuff we just said. You receive any? How much? Anything. Mm-hmm. 
if your heart doesn't condemn you. This is why your prayers don't get answered. This is why, you know, you don't feel, you know, because you're, you have guilt. You have your own condemnation. Your heart, you don't have confidence in God because you, you didn't show up for the coffee mm-hmm. and didn't make the call. You don't, you're not taking all seven parts of his gift. You left the, the Pirelli tire. You took the Pirelli tire and left the rest of the Ferrari. That's on your end. You'd be like, man, I shouldn't have done that. That was, bad. yeah. So just go to him and fix it. Like five seconds. So whenever I screw up, which is a lot, I get the first place I go is running back to my dad. Yeah. Father, I screwed up. Like this is, I know. Like, hey, listen, first thing I tell him, hey, you know what? And now I need to make a course. Now here we go. Present your body. If I eat Twinkies and ice cream and I screw up, I eat Oreo cookies, whatever your Oreo is with your body. Right. It could be pornography. It could be sexual. It could be drugs. It could be alcohol. It could be whatever. Right? Power in the presence. I went through all that. It could mm-hmm. be whatever. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter, but it's stuff that you did in your body, which we're going to do. Right. We're under the curse. And remember, the curse went into the ground, yeah. and it says in Psalms, he knows your frame is dust. He knows your frame comes out of the ground. He knows where the curse is. He'll override it, but you got to go to him. Yeah. And clear the air. Well, and the deal is this, right? Like, things happen for a reason. Yeah, you made a bad decision. The reason is we're stupid and made a bad decision. Correct. <laughs> right. So but I'm so, gonna run back to him. So your process, you you just said you go back to him and acknowledge, and I think it's in First John we talks first about First John one nine. He yeah, said if you confess your sin or acknowledge conf- your sin, your settlement. Right. So let's get practical there because that that, yeah. that confess your sin sounds very religious and and yeah, because we've made it that. But way. what it really means is say what you just said. Hey, do, Dad, I'm I'm sorry, man. I messed up. I know I settled I for less. I know I that screwed up. That wasn't the best. And yeah, listen, I I'm could, gonna when you know what the that's the word for sin is, and you talked about when you and I were when. You, you and I first got together in like 2007. When you first realized what sin was, you're like, dude, I do not like this. Because I thought sin was just like cuss, drink, smoke, or chew, or whatever. Yeah. Then I found out it was settling for less than God's best in my life. And everywhere that I took the shortcut and settled for less, that's where you mess up. Right. Like one time I told, I, I, God called me a whore. Like I almost heard it audibly in my truck. I'm like, what? He's like, you went and you bought that house and you got a mortgage on it and you didn't even ask me because I thought you could only buy a house by borrowing money. Right. That's what most people do, right? That's, that's what we do. That's just the way it always is. So yeah. I didn't even think, I didn't think yeah. it, and that's what he said. That's right, because you didn't think about it. You went to man's way. That's why you're a whore. You whored yourself out for 30 years. You know what mortgage means? Death agreement. That's really what a mortgage means. <laughs> I didn't it means, know that. Yeah. Look it up. The <laughs> mortgage literally means death agreement. That's funny. Right. But I, not that there's anything wrong with it, but right. I didn't even ask him. But yeah. That's the point. That's his, his I settled his for less. He's like, I could have given you that house. Debt free. But because you went your way, he could. Right. Uh, because that, financial health is part of the redemptive yeah. package. But I didn't see, I didn't agree with him. Two can't walk together. I didn't even think that it was even possible. Didn't even cross my mind to even ask him, is this possible? Didn't really even know it was part of the package of salvation Mm. because it was never taught to me. So I went and did it man's system, and I obligated myself for 30 years. And then all we're doing now is, did you get a good rate? (laughs) Did you get a good death agreement? (laughs) My death agreement's better than your death agreement. (laughs) They're all death agreements. Are you following this? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the mortgage, but ask him. Right. It might be for you to get a mortgage. He might say, yes, this is, I want you to get, because there's certain reasons to have mortgage. A fixed rate mortgage for 30 years keeps you from, you know, uh, it hedges your bet against inflation. 
Your payment never goes up, but the value of the dollar goes down. I'm actually making money on that deal. Right. But ask him. Right. Are you yeah. following that? Right. Absolutely. Because there's bad debt and there's good debt. Mm-hmm. Part of financial health of the salvation is that you would do deals that are good debt and not do deals that are bad debt because God will never take you under bad debt. Mm-hmm. But you can't if you don't know that, then how could you walk with him? Are you following this? Yeah, it it sounds a lot like um, just <laughs> before you make a decision on something, just maybe check with your dad. Yeah, check. Just check. <laughs> Right now, I'm serious, and that's Raymond. That's a and yeah. your conscience tells you. You do what do you perceive? So what you're saying, yeah, is if you were to say, "Hey, um, hey, Father, what do you think? What do you think about this? What 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 should I do? This is the deal. Should I take this?" And you may not hear the heavens may not open up. In fact, they probably won't. No, you're not going to get necessarily a dream or a vision, but you're going to get that that confirmation or that check in your conscience that's going to say. What? Well, I remember the voice thumbs that up, said, thumbs down. right, wear sunscreen. Right. Put the sunscreen right. on. It's going to be like yeah. that. Man, I should probably uh, fill up the car with gas. <laughs> then it runs out yeah. on I-95. Yeah. Right? If that, that's how, that's the, and that's the conscience series. Get that. I'll yeah. teach you how your, right. God's spirit speaks to your spirit. It's perceiving. Actually, conscience is the word sunidesis in the Greek, which means co-perceiver. Mm-hmm. It's the number one way we hear from, from God from him right, so if you, you if you think you're not hearing from God you have never heard from God does that make you a bad Christian Tim Tebow posted that the other day on Twitter I was like uh, shaking my head dude come yeah, on well, if you did hear from God it, you but, probably have you just didn't realize it, that's what it was exactly you, if you have a if you <laughs> listen to your conscience and you're a believer if you're born again him. you heard from God right <laughs> that's and if, if, if something jumps up on the inside of you and I say Jesus is king and you're like yeah Jesus yeah. is Lord yeah yeah that's it Jesus died for our sins yeah you're hearing your spirit that's, yeah. that's your conscience yeah so, what I have here, and I got, I got, I, I printed one out for you too. Look at that, man! All right, all right, I like this homework. <laughs> it's not really; it is kind of homework. I'm going to help you practically in your walk, right? Because what does your prayer time look like? Oh God, help me with this! Oh God, help me with that! And I figured that'd probably be like three episodes back to back to back when we get because that's a big part of is our relationship is is how do we, well, how do we talk right right and we, i might get into more but i want to give you something and we might get into the details of that what i want to yeah. do is give you guys something to do before the next episode all right this is this will help you in your walk and to understand and help you to agree with the father now psalm 23 every christian yeah you've heard this no psalm 23 i mean yeah, I mean, even on like Full Metal Jacket. Yay, though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> That's right. right? right? That's even right. there, right? Yeah. Now he cussed at the end of it. So, but he was quoting Psalm 23. Now, um, I will get, we'll do a study on this, but I want to tell you there's seven redemptive names of God in the Old Testament pointing towards Jesus. Remember, the package was spiritual for salvation, spiritual health, physical health, mental health, emotional health, social health, financial health, and safety. Each one of those areas of health. God, Jehovah, put another tag on the end of his name, and he has seven names providing for each areas of health. Oh, wow, man. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, seven, seven really redemptive cool. names of God. So here's the seven, the package of salvation, the seven names of salvation, you could say, of God. Here's the package. So here, I'm just going to read what the names are. Jehovah Tzidkenu, uh, it's T-S-I-D-K-E-N-U, that's righteousness or my equity. Jehovah Tzidkenu, okay. the Lord, my righteousness, my equity. That's spiritual health. Okay. When you get, remember, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for? Equity or Equity or righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. So Jehovah, I am, the self-existing one, is my righteousness. 
Jehovah Rapha, the Lord my healer. In Exodus 15, he said, I'm the Lord that healeth thee to the Israelites when they came out of um, Egypt. And I will even look at that. There's a, a, a thing in the Psalms where it says that there wasn't a feeble one amongst them. There's like three million or a half million and a half Israelites come out, not one feeble person among them when they came out because I'm the Lord that heals you. Not one feeble. Nobody limping. Nobody couldn't keep up. I know in like the uh, Ten Commandments, there was like some old people that were like trying, oh, come on, granny, you know, we don't think. Yeah. Nope. It said not one feeble. They all ran and they were fine. Yeah. Jehovah Rapha, my healer, physical health. Now, Jehovah Raha, the Lord is my shepherd. And that's mental health. That's coaching and training. That's instruction. That's discipline. My shepherd is the one that guides me. Mm -hmm. That's what the pastor is really should be your coach. Mm -hmm. Not just somebody who gets up there on Sunday and tells you everything is rainbows and unicorns. That's not helping you any. Think about it. Anybody who ever played a sport, did your coach do that or what did your coach do? No, the best ones coach you hard. Yeah, and they make you better. Yeah. Right? So then the next one is Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is present or with me. That's emotional health. Fear not for I am with, with thee. You. Right. Yeah. So the presence, remember power, this is Jehovah Shammah. I'm with you. Then the next one is Jehovah Shalom, which is my the Lord, my peace. That's social health. I know it's the seven parts of, of uh, you know, mental health, social health. But this is talking about social health, that you would be at peace. What you think of as peace. Mm. Peace in the neighborhood. Peace at the office. Peace, right, uh, during the Antifa riots. Peace. There would be peace. There isn't any, like, nuclear bomb drills that we have to go, right? This right. is social health. Then Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider, the Lord will provide. That's financial health, material possession, riches, durable riches, gold, silver, cattle. Remember, Je right. Abraham came out of Egypt yeah. very rich. Jehovah yeah. Jireh. Okay. Part of the redemptive or the salvation package. And then the final one is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, my banner, my victory, or my refuge. That's our safety. He's our refuge. Right. Our banner. Think of this when you say, oh, my banner. I don't even know what that means. We used to sing this song when I was little. Uh, his banner over me, his love. His banner over me, right? Because that's what it says in Song of Solomon. He made a little like chorus, you know, praise worship song out of it. The banner back in like, let's say like in the Roman times, Julius Caesar, he, all his legions would run under the emblem or the banner of the eagle. Right. When you saw the eagle coming, you knew it was if you're Caesar. a Roman citizen, yeah. where are you going to run? Yeah. If the Gauls are coming and you see the eagle, to, you go to, the, go to eagle. the banner. Yeah. Yeah. Because his legions are going to save you. Right. In our time, and I, you know, I used to work for the State Department. Yeah. Spent a lot of time doing high threat diplomatic security. Mm hmm. Four tours in Afghanistan. It's a very interesting places. Kosovo, Jordan. <laughs> Whenever there was something bad happened, we would hightail it back to the banner of the embassy. The embassy, right. Yeah. Because wherever the American flag was flying, our banner, we would get in there and there is safety That's and our safest place. refuge. Right. Are you following this? Oh, absolutely. That's what this is. This is part of the package. Remember, we talked about Psalm 91 and how could I, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm bulletproof? Because I run under that banner. And if you're with Caesar next to Caesar's horse, there could be no safer place on the planet. Mm -hmm. He's got, you know, 10,000, you know, legions behind him or whatever, you know, 10 legions, which is 10,000 in each mm -hmm. way. Where, where's the safest place? Caesar, because he's surrounded by him. He ain't out front on point. Right. They're not letting Caesar take the first arrow. No. No, he's safe. He's in the middle. That's where the Jehovah Nisi, I'm in the middle where the eagle, the banner. I'm safe. That's why I, why I say I'm bulletproof. 
And I've also said this to you in the past. I don't go no anywhere that he isn't going. Right. You're not going to go out on your own in some expedition without, the, without, without the banner. Without the banner. <laughs> if the eagle ain't going, I'm not going. <laughs> That's right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. That's, so that's a these cool are visual. The, right. Yeah, these are the really seven. That's awesome, man. This is the seven parts of salvation. The first part, being born again, Jehovah, seek and do my righteousness, but then all the other ones. Now, here's the, here's the homework. Look in Psalm 23. This is what I was doing, meditating on this this week. When I'm meditating on these seven names, these seven aspects of our salvation, look in Psalm 23, and you could see every, all seven of them in these six verses. Hmm. And Drew and I were talking about the other. Some of them have crossover. I've put in certain ones that that jumped out to me, but you could look at them and be like, "No, for me, it's this one." Oh, okay, that's your homework okay. is to meditate the, and see what the the seven salvation names, this package of salvation, the seven parts of salvation, see where his names could fit in there. Now, I've put some in on this document. I could send it to you if you want it, and you could put it up online so people can get it. But the Lord is my shepherd, Psalm 23. Like, duh, you already know. Like That is literally, it says Jehovah Raha. The Lord is my shepherd. Now, just meditate on him. He's my guide. He's my coach. He's my mentor. He's my teacher. He's the Jedi master. Mm-hmm. That's what the shepherd is. I shall not want Jehovah Jireh. I won't want anything. Why don't you want something? Because you have it. You have it. If you have a ton of food at Thanksgiving, you're not thinking about food. That's cool because that's been twisted to people think like, yeah, I shouldn't want I anything. I shouldn't want anything. I that's shouldn't, not what it says. No. It says, I shall not want. It really means I, shouldn't, I should not be in lack. Right. I, sh- I should not be in lack. So Jehovah Jireh, abundance, ample, and provision. Hmm. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. I put Jehovah Shama. The Lord is present with me. Emotional health. Because I know when I'm in green, like I teach this in corporate. You can do whatever one you want. There's tons of crossover. You could say it's my shepherd. You could whatever. For me, emotional health and green pastures, I used to teach this. Literally, there's empirical data, scientific, both scientific and empirical data, because they did brain imaging, brain scanning. If you go outside and look at something green, even for 30 seconds, it changes the wiring in your brain and how your neurons fire off. Really? So you're more calm and there's less hormonal, less uh, cortisol hormone. Call it micro vacation. So you just go look at something green, you calm down. Huh. That's cool. It's just stuff we taught in corporate. Yeah. So that's why for me, it's Jehovah Shammah right there. Yeah. Emotional health. He leadeth me beside still waters. I called that Jehovah Nisi, my refuge, my safety, because still water seems like Calm, calm, say, but yeah. it could also be peace. Jehovah right, Shalom. Could peace. It could be peace because I yeah. could be having a picnic. I'm a still waters at the beach. So you could pick whichever one you want that fits in right. there. And like a lot of them could fit in there. Sure. This is how we're. This see how this this practically can help you with getting on board with walking with God. Because when you meditate along these lines, now I'm agreeing with him of the seven parts of salvation package. Yeah. Yeah. And what he's doing in my life, and you should start to see what that means for you. That's what I'm doing with this. Yeah. Now, next thing you know, you do this exercise, like an hour could go by. You just spent an hour in prayer, and you weren't even asking, begging, or squalling any one daggone thing, but what you're doing is fellowshipping with your Father, with your big brother Jesus, and your Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. walking with him. Now you're walking, because you're agreed. Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, what, what is that meditation time <clears throat> prayer? What, is it, what does it look like? 
and, and maybe we just went through it. <laughs> but, that's a part of it right there. That's right. The start. I mean, yeah. there's many other things there's that a lot I of things do. We, and we'll get into that, I'm sure. Right. In, in, but this is my start. This, this is where, where I start. want you to jump off. Because, and yeah. listen, as you're, the word, remember the, the parable of the sower? Mm-hmm. Some goes on good ground, some on the wayside, some on rocky soil, some on thorns and things. Remember that? It's, mm-hmm. it's in Luke, right? Parable of the sower. I think it's Luke 8. I can't remember. Right I'd have to look. But the parable of the sower, what was the seed? That Jesus said, what was the seed? It was the word. The word of what? Life. Right? right. The word of God. Yeah. This is the word of God. Yeah. So now while you're meditating on this, what you're doing is you're sowing to your spirit. Now remember Paul said that you have a spiritual life. If you sow to the flesh, you'll reap corruption or death. Mm-hmm. If you sow to the spirit, you'll reap of the spirit. And what's the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, gladness, patience, even different kindness. Right? You found this? Mm-hmm. So this is my meditation time as I'm sowing to my spirit, not to my flesh. When I'm watching, I was just watching Narcos when you walked in, actually. I'm sowing to my flesh while I'm watching Narcos. Right. Right. I'm not saying it's bad, but it but the end result of that, the harvest of that is not is corruption because all that the flesh is corrupt. The curse went into the ground, which is yeah. in my flesh. Yeah. So the more things that I sow into my flesh, the more I re- reap a reward or a harvest of corruption. That's why a lot of people. Like there was one of my favorite singers was Amy Winehouse. Mm-hmm. She only sowed to her flesh so much so that she ate up off her bio since she was dead when she was 24, 25 years old. Yeah. Such a talent. Right. Like a voice that you can't believe. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, so anointed even. Like yeah. that was a, clearly a God given. Mm-hmm. I mean, she ain't auto tuning it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 But she wasted all. She sowed only to her flesh and ate up off her bio since she died super early. It's super sad. This is what, right? But remember, whose whose body is it? It's our body. And who is supposed to want to present it as a living sacrifice? We are. It's our reasonable service. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even get to the second one, which is that be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a second, because um, that seems to be the result of this process. Yeah. That's what I'm helping you do right now is renew yeah. your mind. Yeah. But the, whose versus, mind is it? Is like, so it's our mind versus, like, you know, we can... We can choose to feed it whatever we want. Correct. We can feed it stuff on social media. We can feed the stuff on the network news. We can feed on Netflix. Netflix. Hulu. And and you know what? And, and not that any and of those things right. are evil or uh, no. wrong or. But the, I guess the question is: is what do we, what's on the other side? What 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 are is we going to remember? Reap? Remember this: what we said. All things are lawful. Not all things are profitable. profitable. And then what's my question? And uh, I, I my yeah. corporate question, but it's the same question: Is, is this, this going to help me or hurt me? Correct. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe think like I guess practically way I would look at this and everybody's free to do it their own yeah, way. Yeah, do it whatever you want. Is if I'm looking at the content I consume like food. Right. That's what I do. Okay. If you know, say Netflix is like my um Ice my cream. Magnum or bars or my yeah. Klondike bars whatever, or whatever. Yeah, whatever your treat is. It's a treat. If if that's what I primarily gorge on, you know, in there's going to come a time when, I don't know, a, a payment is going to be due. I'm going to need to- It's right? not just a payment, but I'll say it like this. Um, when I was growing up, we would watch the Three Stooges. That's old school. You remember those guys? <laughs> yeah. And if you're too young, just Google it. Three knuckleheads. They're always black and white, and they're smacking the crap out of each other all the time. No, 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 no. Yeah, poking eyes. We would feed on that. 
sowing to our flesh. Right. And my kid brother and I, what would we do after we watch? And we would binge watch because like on, and oh, they didn't call it binge watching, but it was like, yeah. Or like all day it'd be on. Yeah, all day. It would be like on, you know, on the UHF channel, like yeah. channel 29 or whatever with the rabbit ears. You could watch like a One whole of five marathon. channels. They called it a marathon <laughs> or whatever, right? What do you think my brother and I did after we sewed on, we fed on that all day? Yeah. We oh, started doing it. it. We imitated them, poking right. each other's. And my mom said, if you two don't knock that off, you're never going to watch that again. We did the same thing with pro wrestling. We We'd watch pro wrestling. You know, I'm not talking about like Hulk yeah. Hogan, yeah. you know, Macho Man Randy Savage right. back in the yeah, day. Yeah, back in the day when it was real. When nobody thought it was, everybody, everybody thought when it was, was real, real, legit, yeah. right? And we Look, mom, and it is, let me just say, I have pro wrestling friends. It does hurt and what they're doing is real. They, yes. they feel pain. It is, but it's not it's it's scripted. scripted. Right, right, but it is it's real. It's not like they're UFC still, Right, they're still Right, they're still athletes and yes. they still take the hits and it still yeah. hurts. That's but anyway, my mom would go for a walk. We'd be watching it and like my dad would join and we would like move all the couch cushions to cover up like the fireplace right. and, the shit, and we, she'd come back and be like Royal Rumble. Be like, that's it, no more wrestling. Right. Because I think of about what you're about to say right now, which is what we feed on, we repeat. Right, That's what. then that's the harvest. <laughs> right. It's not that there's a, the payday is, is that when you're in a crisis, now what's going to come out is what's in there the most. Right. Or like what you said, like in, in the reason why the special forces guys train so hard is when they're in a battle is you revert your training. Right. So what that's what we want to, what you've practiced, right, what you've and done. That's what we want to get with this. Remember what yeah. we said at the beginning, what to do, how to do, when to do it. Mm -hmm. And you said it was like the golf swing. Right. That we, now we don't even think about it. That's what we want to do with our walk. We program this so that it becomes our habit. And now mm -hmm. we don't even think about our meditation and our prayer time and walking with God, yeah. and agreeing with him. Like, you could not get me. Like, because I, when I was growing up, I was like, how come they're burning you at the stake? And they're like, just say that Jesus ain't real. Like, I, I that can't come out of my mouth. Like, it's not going to happen. Like, you could burn me at the stake now. I, I used to not even think, how could you do that? You can't get me to say that God's making you sick. It will not come out of my mouth. Right. There's no way that I'd be like, well, God, put this on me. You, it's impossible for me to, like, because I've retrained and rewired my brain using the science. I've rewired all those neural pathways. Yeah. That it's impossible now. Literally, I'm ruined is what I call it, right? When my when you come to the realization that God wants you healed, that God wants you healed in every of these seven areas, including safety, you cannot ever think that he's doing it to you. You would never say it out of your mouth. Right. Does that make sense? I mean, see what I'm right? Yeah. Because we've because you because you sowed and we renewed. Your mind, and it's your mind. God's not going to do anything with that. Right, and you're discovering who he is. You're, you're, you're getting a right, better you understanding. Have to, you have you to have do it. You have for your own. Right, so. you have to do it. Not just listening once a week to some preacher, yeah. or even to Doug and I once a week on right. the Logos, or whatever. You have to get in. That's why I'm giving you the Psalm 23. Yeah. Go look. This is such an easy Psalm. We had to memorize it in Sunday school as kids, right? He uh, And start to meditate on all these seven parts of salvation and his seven redemptive names that are in here. Where did we leave off? Well, we were at... Oh, verse three. He restores yeah. my soul. Obviously, yeah. Jehovah Shammah restores my soul. That's emotional health. Yeah. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. What's righteousness? Equity. Equity, covenant. Jehovah Sikhanu, my righteousness, my, my spiritual health. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I wonder which one that could be. <laughs> I said Jehovah Nisi, my victory, my banner, right under the eagle, my refuge. Yeah. Right? Cause it, um, and then you are with me. Jehovah Shammah, you're with me. My presence, you are, I'm with you. And then the next is my rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That's Jehovah Raha. That's the, that's the shepherd. Mm -hmm. That's mental, because my rod and your staff, what is that? 
That's training. That's coaching. That's instruction. That's discipline. Right. <laughs> you get the rod. If you were a kid, my dad would give us the rod. It's a spanking. Yeah. That's just as training. Yeah. Chastisement, it says in the King James over in Hebrews. He chastises you. And it's not that he's, oh, you're, in, you're getting punished. It's not punishment. It's disciplining. It's training. Like when I was in the Marine Corps boot camp, if you didn't get stuff done the Marine Corps way, then you would have training. It was discipline. They do it's push-ups. It's flutter kicks. It's running. You're going to sweat. You're going to feel pain. Uh, you to know, condition you to do it the, to do it the right way. way. Now, now understand, at no time did they ever hurt me. Right. It didn't hurt me. It only made me stronger. It made you uncomfortable they would while say you were this. doing it. But This is what my drills, he would say, and I wrote this in my uh, Ground Zero Leadership CEO. I wrote a blog about it. It was one of the chapters. You can either be strong or you can be smart. Or, like I like to say, be both. <laughs> but see, I... If you're smart, you don't have to do a lot of push-ups. <laughs> right. If you want to be willingly disobedient to the drill instructor, you're going to do a lot of push-ups, which is going to make you strong until you realize, I need to be smart. Mm. That's what this is. Mm -hmm. That's what pastoring is. That's what, but you're not getting that at church. Right. Now, I did it when I was pastoring, but it wasn't really popular because most people just wanted their stuff assuaged. They want guilt assuagement and validation. Now, I validate your feelings. Yes, I, I understand you feeling that way. However, is this going to help you? This course of action, does this help you or hurt you? Is this going to be profitable? That's his right. And listen, God's training, just like you said about my, my military training, gave me great comfort whenever I was in a firefight. Mm -hmm. Whenever I'm walking in the valley of death, I'm telling you, that training and it's God's training. Keeps me like Psalm 91, his rod and his staff. I've done it so many times. I know not to step out from under the eagle, under the banner. Mm -hmm. Because I've, I've, when you do that, you can get smacked. And it's not God doing it. Right. But you're outside the protection. Yeah. I'm going to be near yeah. the banner. Yeah. So, but that's right. right? So, this, his rod and his staff, they come for me. I talk about this every day with God. Thank you so much for your discipline. Thank you, Father, for your training. I thank you for instructing me, for disciplining me. And this is the one thing, anybody that's in the military knows, especially in special forces stuff or law enforcement SWAT, not so much the other guys that are, you know, in the office, but the guys that are on the street, they crave training. Mm -hmm. You can't get enough training. Because I know the more I sweat in training, the less I sweat in the fight. I'm bleeding battle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So then verse five is you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That's Jehovah Shalom. There's harmonious relationships, even with your enemies. He makes your enemies be at peace with you. Yeah. That just meditate on that for a minute. Yeah. Stop getting on social media and just screaming about whoever the politician you hate is, or screaming, you know, because they both do it on both sides. They either hate Trump or they hate Pelosi and Schumer. Or, you know, stop it. Part of Jehovah Shalom is that even in your enemies would have you would have harmonious relationships with them. That's His will. If you're not doing that, you're not agreeing with his will. I'm reading it right here. And two can't walk together except they be agreed. agreed. I know that seems heavy, doesn't it? Killing some sacred cows in here. That's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Thou anointest my head with oil. That's Jehovah Rapha, my healer, because the anointing, healing, olive oil was poured. It was a healing bomb. My cup runs over. Jehovah Jireh, my cup runs over. That's abundance. Mm-hmm. 
provision. Surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jehovah's Seed Canoe, spiritual help. I'll do, unblameable, unreprovable. I'm without fault. One sacrifice once and forever. I'll be there forever. That's just six quick little verses in Psalms that you could spend literally an hour meditating tomorrow morning and really every day. Think about each one of these, what that means for you. Just kind of just think about that. What is his training? Because, I mean, I, I literally think about that. What is his abundance? What does his provision look like? What is, you know, harmonious relationships with my enemies look like? What is when I'm in green pastures and that emotional health look like? When I'm beside still waters, what's that look like? When I'm walking through the valley of the shadow, I'll fear no evil. I'll fear no adversity, no affliction, no calamity, no anxiety, no grief, no harm, no heaviness, no trouble, no sorrow, no wrong. Because I'm with the eagle under the banner. Under the banner. And if you feel safe under Caesar, how much more would you feel safe under the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, faithful and true, coming back on that white horse with the white hair and the bronzed feet mm. and the double-edged sword coming out of his mouth? That's why I'm bulletproof. So isn't this fun? This this is, uh, man, this is good stuff. I'm, I'm so glad we jumped off on on this, I know this is probably something you've probably been wanting to talk about for a long time, and 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 it's funny because it does dovetail with your other series, of Power of Presence, on um, uh, which is available as well. Um, but it's just so good to have an idea of kind of where to get started, and that's the whole thing. Is like we don't yeah, even know where do I don't. start? Just start here. Yeah, Psalm twenty three. Just open up Psalm twenty three and start thinking about this package of salvation, of salvation. made whole. Yeah. Not not just spiritually Complete, whole, right? Nothing missing, nothing broken. Nothing missing, all nothing areas broken. Of all life. area, every every one of your yeah. seven needs. Yeah. Now think how good God is. Now and there's we're no lack in Him. There's nothing no. He's lacking, and and He's not withholding one good right. thing from you. Listen, if He gave Jesus His only, He's not. How much there's more will He freely give us? Right? There's nothing. It's, it's everything. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I'm. You know, so this is what I like, like for you guys, and I'm. You know, you can email Doug or me or whatever. We'll send you this. I don't know if you can link it. If I send it to you, put it in the Dropbox. Maybe you could link we'll it or something. It. Yeah, we'll I don't know what, but I, but see, it would be good for people to have this so they could just like a quick prayer card or whatever. Yeah, I call it a prayer. You know, it's not. I mean, but I have a whole book of like. See, you see over here. I got this. I have so much stuff, and I keep adding to it. So this is like how I meditate, and I start off right. I've got, you know. Oh wow! Simple thing like here's here's how I start. We're gonna have to get into this. Yeah, this is gonna be like every day. I just start out with it. Father, I thank you for the uncommon supernatural strength, the uncommon supernatural favor, and the uncommon supernatural provision to possess the future you have given to me. Help me to dream an uncommon dream that your name might be glorified and the needs of those around us might be met supernaturally. Yeah, that's a good way to start. And then on my prayer board is the future. So when I say to possess the future you have given us, then I start looking. I have all these things, targets up on my prayer board in our future that I believe that God has given us. Mm -hmm. And then I list them off. Ping, 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 ping. And then I go straight over to second or first Chronicles 29 when David was praying. He said, blessed you are Lord God of Israel, my father forever and ever. Yours is the greatness, the power and the glory, the victory and the majesty and all that is in heaven and earth is yours Yours is the kingdom, O Lord. You're exalted as head over all, both riches 
and honor come from you. You reign over all. In your hand is power and might, and in your hand is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now, therefore, my God, I thank you and praise your glorious name. Think about that. In his hand is power and might. In his hand it is to make great. Riches and honor come from him. Victory and majesty, power and glory. Like, I'm just, you know, like how do you not all ramped up? Yeah. And I've got just page after page. Like, it literally takes a, just to get through, and these are all scriptures. Right. Everything I'm, I'm saying is, and I've got the references in here. Um, and then I go through it and I pray this stuff over my kids. I pray it over my wife. I pray it over you and your kids and your wife. You're on my yeah. board, right? D-Bam yeah. is up there. Doug, Beth, Allie, and Molly, they're up on the board. D-Bam. Right. And now pretty soon you're, you're running out of time. Like I, I'm like, and then this is where, where it says prayer and fasting. Fasting is why I pray so much that it bleeds over into the next thing. And then I have to skip that part. Mm. Right. So it actually like bleeds over into like watching Netflix or whatever, because yeah. I'm down here. Next thing you know, I'm like, Oh my smoke. Where did the time go? You know, it's, a, it's a not, you know, it's just, it just flies by because you're literally having this conversation with God and you're meditating on this stuff and the, the package of salvation Man, it's so good you don't want to even leave it. Yeah. Sorry, man. I know. I'm no, man. I I think this is uh, this is the beginning of some really groundbreaking stuff for a lot I of hope folks, so, me man. included. I know. Um, I'm excited about what we're going to cover the next few weeks, and especially just that little preview. I mean, I don't. I'm the only one that can see this right now, but that book is just. It's awesome, man. It's like every believer should have something like that. Where. And maybe we maybe we'll help create it for them. Maybe yeah. I mean, a lot of those it. documents are up on on that yeah. the, the word dot yeah. You can download them for free. I mean, like my kids have theirs. You know, yeah. I know they have they they add to their books what they yeah. want. You know, and they put on their whiteboard too the stuff that they're because you got to teach your kids to do this because I, right. I my faith can't get it, my faith could get it for them. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. Right when they're young, I could get it for them. The problem is that once they become adults, if they they've never learned how to get it for themselves, they can't get it for themselves anyway. Right? And I've known ministers, m- massive men of faith, that always got it for their kids. They didn't teach them that, and then their kids have a really hard time because they don't know how to get healing or get financial provision or get training or emotional health or social health. Right? So I would teach them to put these things up on their board. Does that make sense? I know it we're does. going late again. No, that's, that's okay. That's um, well. We're just scratching the surface. Yeah. We got a whole season to get into the, in, into this. But um, if you have questions, and I'm sure some of you do, please please reach out. The um, you can hit us up at logosuncovered at gmail That's logosuncovered at gmail And for episode one in the books of season three, walking with the Lord, um, this is Doug Brown signing off. Andrew, thank you. Thanks, buddy. It seems yeah, so man. much different now when we said it the first time. Walking with the Lord. It seems different after this hour. Just, it seems man, just, cool, man. We're just walking with God, yo. <laughs> just walking with God. All righty. We, we hope you all have a good, uh, good day, good week, and we will catch you next time. Bye for now.